Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about uh, the World Health Organization, which is uh, seemingly an arm of the Chinese government at this point. Uh, real, real problems going on there. And when you don't have an authority when it comes to health that you can trust, uh, we get into that. We get into uh, a little bit about the pathetic handling of uh, media matters and the media in general as they try to take conservatives out of context and bash them as they try to cover uh, the, the coronavirus situation. Bill O'Reilly joins us. He has uh, a, a lot about not only coronavirus, but what to do with yourself in the middle of this quarantine, which is pretty interesting. Charlie Kirk also joins us. Uh, he's got a piece on the stimulus package and kind of the wrong road we're going down. And uh, we have the, the former sheriff uh, that uh, is in the show Tiger King, uh, he's a listener to the program and uh, happened to call in and, and wanted to give us a little update on how crazy it was being the sheriff uh, during that whole situation. Uh, make sure you, uh, first of all, subscribe to blazetv.com. Uh, if you use the promo code Glenn, you'll get uh, 30 bucks off your subscription. Uh, it's the biggest discount they've ever done. And don't forget Glenn's book, Arguing with Socialists, comes out on Tuesday. It's a, it's a great read, and it is, uh, it's filled with little blurbs and funny stuff that you can kind of pick up wherever you want and get a great uh, piece, piece of information to be sharing with your friends, I guess over Zoom, because we don't actually see people uh, anymore. Uh, so check that out. Uh, you can get a pre-order right now at Amazon.com or GlennBeck.com. And here's the podcast. Let's get through these uh, as quickly as we can. Total confirmed cases now worldwide. We are now over a million cases, up from 950,000 yesterday. Total confirmed deaths worldwide, 54,000. That's up from 48,000 yesterday. 12% of U.S. confirmed cases now require hospitalization. That is roughly on par with Italy at 12% requiring hospitalization and lower than Spain, where it is 18% of the patients require hospitalization. We now have 245,380 confirmed cases and 6,095 people have died. That is up about 40,000 from yesterday and up a thousand deaths from yesterday. The White House now is going to recommend all Americans wear face masks in public. President Trump said yesterday that they are considering a recommendation. He says a recommendation is coming out. I don't think it's going to be mandatory. If people want to wear the masks, they can. Um, however, we shouldn't be using masks that, you know, our surgeons and our nurses and everybody else need uh, at the hospital. Uh, later, somebody from the White House said that they're going to narrowly target areas with highly communicate. Uh, community transmission uh, and that's the matter that remains under discussion whether they're going to do this for the whole country or not new memo from the cdc says in light of new data cdc recommends the community use cloth masks as additional public health measure that you can use to prevent the spread of the virus to those around uh, this news comes as Laredo, Texas, joins more than a dozen American cities or counties that have mandated the use of face masks for all people in public spaces, such as grocery stores or shopping centers. Violators without a face mask, at least in Laredo, face up to a thousand dollar fine. 
Similar provisions are now being considered in the entire state of California, according to Gavin Newsom's office. Antibody tests are getting accelerated uh, availability, unlike vaccine testing and production, which could take months, if not years. SARS COVID-19 antibody tests could be available in the U.S. in just a few weeks. Now, this could be the key to opening America back up and getting us out of our shelter in place. If you already have an immunity to this virus, you could go back to work. Most known coronavirus immunities, however, in humans are not permanent. Researchers say that, you know, the flu, for example, it grants only a seasonal immunity and can be caught just a few months later. So uh, we have to watch this carefully. The hospital ships are sitting empty. The much-touted Navy hospital ships in New York and Los Angeles sit 95% empty as of last night. In New York, the Comfort, a thousand beds largely unused. It's 1,200-member crew, almost idle. We're waiting for the patients, one of the nurses said. Only 20 patients have been transferred to the ship. Uh, New York hospitals struggle or, uh, struggling to find space for thousands of infected with the coronavirus, but they're not sending any patients over to the USS Comfort. Uh, the Navy hospital ship, the Mercy in Los Angeles, docked, only has 15 patients there. Michael Dowling, the head of uh, Northwell Health, New York's largest hospital system, said, if I'm being blunt about it, this is a joke. Everyone can say thank you for putting up these wonderful places and opening these cavernous halls. But we're in a crisis here. We're in a battlefield. The issue is red tape on top of the strict rules preventing people infected with the virus from coming on board. The Navy is also refusing to treat a host of other conditions. Guidelines disseminated to hospitals include a list of 49 medical conditions that would exclude a patient from admittance to the ship. And ambulances cannot take people directly to the comfort. They first have to deliver patients to a city hospital for a lengthy evaluation, including a test for the virus, and then pick them up again for transport to the ship. 911 call centers are already massively uh, swamped in New York. Ambulances are not available to take non-infected persons to each ship. Meanwhile, across New York, hospitals are overrun. Patients have died in hallways before they can even be hooked up to one of the uh, available ventilators in New York. Doctors and nurses who have had to use the same protective gear again and again and again are now getting sick themselves. So many people are dying. The city is running low on body bags, said uh, the head of the hospital. The coroner's uh, the uh, coroner's office told us told our administrator to start double wrapping bodies in sheets. For the time being, let me give you a hopeful sign. University of Pittsburgh researchers have found COVID-19 a vaccine, they say. Scientists at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine believe they found a potential vaccine for the coronavirus. Researchers announced their findings yesterday, believe the vaccine could be rolled out quickly enough to significantly impact the spread of disease. The vaccine would be delivered on a small fingertip size patch. When tested on mice, the vaccine produced enough antibodies believed to successfully counteract the virus. Scientists say they were available. Uh, they are able to act fast because they had already done research on similar coronavirus SARS and MERS. Trump administration ordered the FBI to fast track the next phase of animal trials for the experimental vaccine. Officials warned that even if it's success, uh, human trials and ultimate production could still be as far away as 12 to 18 months. It's early, but it's a very positive 
uh, result. Um, there's something going around the Internet now that I want to dispel quickly, and that is up in Vermont uh, and Maryland, people are saying now that they are making seeds to grow food illegal in stores. Governor Phil Scott issued an executive order mandating that retailers, including Walmart, Target, Costco, Ace Hardware, Home Depot, cease in-person sales of non-essential items. This makes Vermont the second state in the U.S. to make gardening supplies non-essential. Well, that's the problem. The list of items deemed as non-essential includes electronics, what? Books? Are you kidding me? Furniture, sporting equipment, toys, and gardening supplies or lawn care. Such items could still be ordered by way of various company websites, according to the signs posted inside. Walmart stores posted to Twitter by Walmart shoppers, and it shows that there's a ban that you can't buy seeds. Our studios and our, uh, our staff just uh, reached out to the governor's office. We have not heard anything officially, but we have gotten a couple of responses where they have just opened this back up. Walmart, uh, as we called them and we said, hey, what, what's going on? They said it was a misinterpretation of the law, and they are now calling those Walmarts to say, remove the signs from the seeds. You're able to buy those seeds. Again, it is really important, really, really important that you don't panic when you see things. Many times it will be a misunderstanding like this was. Don't panic and don't feed in to any of those problems. That's your COVID-19 update. Uh, We're going to take a quick break stations and then we're going to come back and we have the sheriff on with us. Uh, from Oklahoma City, who was the sheriff that you saw, Larry Rhodes, in uh, Joe the Tiger King, that docuseries. We do that in one minute. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So Larry Rhodes is the former Garvin County, Oklahoma sheriff. He was the sheriff for over eight years. And many of those years, he dealt with the now famous Joe Exotic, uh, who we all now know from the uh, Tiger King. Uh, He wrote into the show just uh, what yesterday or the day before to set the record straight. He said, hello, Glenn Beck. I listen regularly on KTOK AM in uh, Oklahoma City. And I have to reach out to you about Tuesday morning's comment that the Tigers were the only ones that made any sense on Netflix. Tiger King, give me some credit. I did my best to tell producers of the show what a constant problem the animal park was to our rural sheriff's office. I'm the county sheriff shown in Joe Exotic docuseries. Uh, not made, not much made sense with any part of that zoo. I'm now retired. Keep up the good work. Stay safe. I wanted to get him on uh, and personally tell you, Larry. I did not mean that you didn't make sense. You were, I felt like you were the one that was sitting there. You were saying all the things that I was saying the whole time. Like, this is nuts. This is nuts. It, it, it was nuts. Uh, Glenn, uh, that was, uh, that was eight years of my career that, uh, I won't get back. <laughs> no, I, I bet not. So what point where did you come into this, uh, this saga? Where in the, where in the show's life were you there when when Joe seemed to be kind of sane? I mean, not really sane, but kind of sane at the beginning. Or was he always yeah, nuts? Actually, 
Actually, I was, Glenn. I, I took office uh, in late 2010, and that's where I first met, you know, met Joe. Uh, he would, uh, we would have to annually uh, execute a contract, um, you know, to, to deal with a protocol if, if some of these large cats got out. So Joe yeah. and I early on uh, um, communicated regularly, and, and things were pretty good uh, at that point. But but as the zoo grew and as Joe got more exotic, so to say, yeah, uh, it, yeah. Uh, it really got out of hand. Um, and, so, uh, you know, I, I might add, you know, toward the end of my career there as, as Garland County Sheriff, you know, he was accounting for uh, uh, most all of our uh, calls for service uh, in, in that immediate area of the county. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, It was... Uh, it was a week. I had deputies uh, at that park almost on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, if it wasn't an external call for service uh, away from the park, causing us to respond and to investigate at the park, it was something internally. And, uh, you know, we had some, some pretty major cases as well at the park. Like, like what, do, what do we not know? What did they not show us? Well, well, the producers uh, didn't show you quite a bit. Uh, you know, if you can imagine, those producers worked on that documentary, uh, I think, four to five years. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- there are so many stories and backstories that, uh, you know, those watching the Netflix series, they, they didn't see. I mean, just, uh, and I'm not talking routine stuff. Uh, you know, for instance, you, you saw on one ep- episode where that uh, – that EF4 tornado, it showed Joe talking about that tornado, yeah. and it was headed right. directly toward the park. And I, I can remember I was re- responding to the area that was hardest hit by that tornado, and I was on the radio telling deputies, get to the park. It is on a, uh, a straight path toward the animal park. And I was giving directions, you know, don't let any one of those big cats out. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll have a larger problem than... than yeah you know, what we were dealing with. And, but, you know, at, at the last minute that, uh, that tornado, uh, you know, took a turn to the, uh, more, more to the East, uh, due East. And, uh, uh, but, but just little stories like that. Uh, but we, you know, we, we had people, uh, th- there were, there were people on each extreme of the, uh, the animal rights and the, the, the exotic cat ownership, uh, debate, and, uh, you know, I, my, is, my office was, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just wondering if there was anyone sane. I mean, it seems like every single person, there's that one guy who's from Oklahoma that kind of looks like an orangutan. Uh, a guy runs an exotic, he ran the exotic bird thing or whatever. He was the, the uh, he was the guy who was the, the, the tried to, he he did the entrapment or not the entrapment, but he did the the spying there for the FBI at the end and and uh, well, uh, well, 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 what's his my point of my uh, email to you was at least show somebody sane and, and and even the producer said you know we've got to have some uh, sanity in this uh, docu series so uh, sheriff can we talk there, to you I said well absolutely <laughs> so, right but I mean outside I mean in the big cat world they all seem nuts they all seem nuts. And I never knew that until I became sheriff. I uh, and some of it was that that Joe would, you know, he would hire 
and, and pay just, you know, just pennies for people to work there. And many people volunteered because that, that was their passion. So right. as you can imagine, the people that were attracted to work or, or hang around a zoo, um, you know, they, they, they were people that, uh, you know, thought had extreme thoughts and, and maybe didn't have much else going for them. And, and, and therefore they they were at the zoo working or, or, you know, feeling like that was their place in the big cat world. You know, I, I can there tell seemed... you, Go ahead. you know, what, what, what also led to this, Glenn, was I can remember times Joe would come to my jail and try to bond people out because he needed workers at the zoo. You know, he'd be, uh, he'd be back there looking at the jail list and, hey, I could use this person or, the, or, or this, you know, tra- <laughs> transitory uh, person. And wow. he'd bring them out to, to the zoo and put them to work. So that's what you got. So it seemed like there was a plethora of drugs uh, there. Did you did were you having to fight a a drug ring there? Did you guys know that that was as prevalent or is it or or was it? It it was prevalent. We we knew it's prevalent, uh, um, you know, on the park and and with some of the um, um, workers that were around the park, uh, just as portrayed in, in, the, in that docuseries, Tiger King, there were drugs around that park. Again, it, uh, just what I spoke to uh, some of the people that uh, were attracted to that park, um, you know, that was the lifestyle they led. Uh, that was the environment they lived in. And uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't characterize it as a drug ring. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, Glenn, it wasn't any. They weren't selling uh, it, yeah. It, it wasn't any bigger of a problem. The drugs weren't in any other part in in, in rural America yeah, okay. right now with with meth use and addiction problems we're we're, we're having. So it was. Do you do uh, you, th- you know, do do you think that Joe, in a, in his own way, was a cult leader? I wouldn't characterize him as a, a, a cult leader. Uh, he certainly had a lot of influence over people, uh, uh, workers, uh, people who came to the park and would want to uh, uh, donate and, and maybe sponsor the animals that he, he kept at the zoo. Uh, you know, he had a lot of influence over people in that sense. But uh, as far as the cult, I, you know, I, we – most everyone at that park didn't stay there very long. There were a few exceptions, and those are the ones that were shown mm-hmm. on the show that that stayed there year after year. But but you know we would uh, we would get a call for service, Glenn. I'm just telling stories here. We'd go out there and we'd conduct an investigation. We would try to go back and conduct a follow up investigation. That person would be gone. They 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 would be mm-hmm. off to another state, never to be seen. And uh. Garden County again. It was uh, so you know cult like. I, I didn't see uh, that closed a, yeah. a, a community. It was a public park. Okay. Yeah, Larry. Thank you so much for uh, calling in, and it, I'm glad I didn't have to live your life. Uh, but uh, what a what an amazing story it is. Thank you very much. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and don't forget rate us on iTunes.
It's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily. And Deborah learned that brutal lesson when thieves found her title of her home online. They forged the document to appear that she sold her home to them. But she hadn't. Then they went to a bank and they borrowed thousands of dollars using her home's equity. Well, Deborah didn't even know she was a victim until foreclosure notices arrived and an eviction notice. She spent a fortune trying to get her home back. This crime is home title fraud, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Advice? Avoid this nightmare and follow my lead and protect your home with home title lock. No, neither your homeowner's insurance nor banks protect you from this, and it's pennies a day. Home title lock. First things first, find out if you're already a victim of home title fraud. Register your home at HomeTitleLock.com and enter Beck for one month of free protection. Again, enter Beck for one month free protection at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. How you doing, Bill? Good. How you guys feeling? You feeling strong? Yeah, I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good after that uh, good yeah. night's sleep with the uh, with the dopey pillow. You got you're all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the dopey good. pillow. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know why my I don't know why some of my favorite people and I know you hated him, but uh, uh, are are like Don Imus and Bill O'Reilly, both just cantankerous, just. <laughs> Just everybody don't else, the, they don't, don't get put you. Me in I miss his category. Though. I'm so much better looking than he is. I mean, come on, it's not even. <laughs> well, especially now. now. I don't know if you've All seen right. him. He's gone downhill. But anyway, uh, Bill, yep. tell me what your thoughts are on. Uh, first of all, how New York is handling this. What's it like to be in New York? What's really going on there? Well, on Long Island, the suburb uh, east of New York. There really isn't uh, anything to report. People are behaving. They're staying inside. Not a lot of traffic. Uh, the food uh, places are open. The service is good. There's plenty of food. Actually, more food than there would ordinarily be because people are staying in and they're barbecuing and making tuna sandwiches or whatever they, they do. Um, as far as the city is concerned, I haven't been in there in about a month. I do talk to friends in there every day. There is a little menace on the street as the crazy people who you can't control, they yeah. go out and there's not a lot of supervision of them. Uh, I think that's a story the local media is not reporting because the local media is not out on the street. Uh, the local yeah. media has kind of disappeared. Uh, so you've got to be careful. In New York, it is people want. There are people wandering around who are not good. They will hurt you. And they're not. And and you're not saying that this is necessarily just criminals, but there are also there's a yeah, real mentally, mental mentally illness. People, right? Yeah. Um, so the NYPD is, uh, as in my lifetime, always been uh, heroic. They have a lot of cases in there, but they still go to the precinct houses, and they're in the cars, and they're supervising what happens as best they can. The EMS people, that is the untold story. They're working around the clock, um, taking people to the hospitals, and, and without a break, double shifts. Um, yeah, they're all geared up, but still, you know, this is one of the most contagious diseases the planet has ever seen. And that's the real crux of this matter, how contagious it is, not how lethal. Um, 3% are going to die of people who acquire it, but it's so contagious and so uh, undefined. Is the mask going to help us? Can I 
can I, my uh, son was telling me, well, you can't touch cardboard. I said, well, I, if that's true, I would have been dead five weeks ago. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, mythology around, a lot of misinformation, a lot of cowardly reporting, misreporting, political reporting. Um, it's a mess, whether you're in Long Island, New York City, or uh, down in Texas where you guys are. All right, so... Bill, there is a a real debate going on right now. I don't I don't think we can argue that this is dangerous. The the numbers, if they just continue at the pace that they're at today, it will become the most deadly uh, uh, virus uh, of the last hundred years. I mean, it is really it, it looks like it's going to be bad um, if they just stay on pace and don't exponentially grow. By the end of next month, it it will be bad. And I think we've done a lot to contain it. But the real debate here is, is the cure worse than the virus? You know, I've heard this on television mostly. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, look, if you're in a zone where there are a lot of people ill, you're not going to be able to cherry pick what you do you're not now if you live in the dakotas or wyoming or nebraska or places that have not been impacted you should go about your daily life and that's the local authorities you should follow their lead it's not a one-size-fits-all but these commentators are saying well you know let the old people stay inside the rest of us will go out you're insane i mean it's way too contagious so we're going to have to all sit down for two months. That's what it did in China. Oof. Now, I don't believe China at all, but there is independent reporting that the virus is on the decline in China, where it originated. So I think we're going to have to do the same thing here. And by May, uh, you'll see the stats down, and then um, the local people will decide who can do what. But to, to say, well, it's not worth it, we're losing too many jobs, I think that's fallacious. I really think that's dangerous reporting, and you're hearing it. So, Bill, I, I think that we need to keep the country closed, but there is a point to where you don't just fire these engines back up. I don't know where that is. I, I don't know if you know Stephen Moore, the economist, but yes, he is a good, he, yeah, he's a good friend. He's always very optimistic. He got off the phone. He was supposed to be on with me, you know, at this time a couple of days ago, and he got called into a meeting at the White House and said, I'll call you right back. I'll call you next hour if I can get out of the meeting. And so he he had no time to process and he was right on the air. And I've never heard him like this. He's like, this is just catastrophic. What is is coming? Um, How do we balance that? Well, first of all, speculation doesn't help anybody. And I was critical of Fauci, uh, the doctor, because he's going, well, I might come back in the fall. Hey, that doesn't do us any good, Doc, okay? No. You know, it doesn't. All right, so you don't need to say that. And number two, well... Well, we do, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Speculation, uh, speculation isn't good, but being able to get people prepared for possibilities. I'm, I'm afraid... If you right, I, I'm afraid people are going to think. Right, but I think people on when it's coming back, I think people saying, "Oh well, okay, we're past it." If they're not aware that it might come back in fall, 
uh, it will be it, it you know people have to understand back. that that the second wave of spanish flu it did come back and it was worse than the first it doesn't mean it's going to happen this time but you do have to be aware of it it could come back I, I, I disagree vehemently unless you have data to back it up. I'm sure you're aware at the University of Pittsburgh, they're now going into human trials on a medicine that will yes. abruptly stop the pandemic. Yes. All right, so we're going to live yes. in a totally different country in September than we're living in in April. The whole country is going to be different in September, and none of us know how that's going to shake so I don't need Fauci telling me this might happen, it coulda, it woulda. You just put out there, this is what we're doing, this is what the data says. And then in July or August, if you see a trend up, then you say, yeah, okay, everybody. But to scare people, and people are absolutely frightened. I mean, they yes. are crazed, some of them. Not me, because if I die... We're probably all better off, but I, most mm. people, most people are. Frightened. I mean, it's debatable. I mean, you make a good point. You do make a good point with a lot of facts and data points to back that up. But that's right. I don't want to speculate. Uh, let's just let's just. I don't want to speculate. Look, there are two prongs to this reportage, and and I I can't tell you how the U.S. press, the journalism industry in America, is letting down. Every single America. You would think they would it's rise fun. to the occasion and, nope. and put aside all the hatred, bias, and lies and just report the truth or try to get the truth. You would think that that might happen. And I will give you, I know we are up against a break, but I'll give you a really vivid example of a mass lie being reported by the American press. A mass lie. And there's no one to rebut it, Beck. There's no one to combat it. And this is so dangerous. So that's one prong of the disease reportage. The other is people don't know what's true. They don't know whether to wear a mask. They don't know whether to uh, dress well, up. They don't like know whether to. Vader. <laughs> I got my daughter. They Vader don't know after. whether to. Bill, they don't know whether or not to wear a mask. Yes, they should wear a mask. All right, the, fine, the, but they the, don't know. Some people say I know. Yes, you know why they the don't mask. know? Some people say, no, you don't have to. It's Do all you know why the they don't know? They don't know because the combination of those in the government and mainly in the media that just don't trust the American people with information said, we're going to have what? a shortage of masks. Tell people that they don't, they don't need those masks. They need them Look. at the hospital. They won't work for them. Of course they'll work for them if they're working for the doctors. Trust the American people and give them the information. They'll do the right thing. If, they'll do if the you right thing. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask if you can get one. Okay? But there right. isn't any definitive, if you wear the mask, you're not going to get it. All right. So don't think if you're yeah. wearing a mask, you're not going to get it because you Correct. might. Yes. All right. Right. The mask is basically for people who think they're sick. So it's harder to spread if you cough because you've got a, a barrier in front of your mouth. But this is ill-defined, Beck. The press does not define any of this. They use it to try to hurt people they want destroyed. They use well, I haven't all seen... of the pandemic to try to destroy people, and it's so bad.